By stitch, row by row, he carefully knits each piece into place. From Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. He carefully knits each piece into place. From Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made.
day. I heard about old Joshua tearing down old Jericho. I heard about that battle when the sun stood still. I heard about old Samson waiting for his hair to grow. I heard about old Some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. When at last Joseph's brothers returned to their father's house in Canaan, words could scarcely come fast enough to tell Jacob all the wonderful things which had happened to them. But it's true, Father. Joseph is still alive. I can't believe it. After all those years... He's not only alive, but he's become the great ruler in the land of Egypt. I simply don't know what to say. I had his coat in my hand, his coat of many colors. It was torn and full of blood. You led me to believe that a wild beast had killed him. Father. Oh, Father, we we have a most terrible confession to make. Yes, and may God forgive us. Father, when you sent Joseph to see us... And... But if this be true... Why hasn't Joseph returned, or at least sent us word that he's still alive? Can you ever forgive us, Father? We have suffered many years for the evil we did to Joseph. The ways of God are often strange, Father. Joseph himself told us that it was God's hand that guided him to the place where he is. For now, he has the power to save us all from death by starvation. He wants you and all of us to come and live with him in Egypt. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. I will go and see him before I die. And Jacob prepared for the journey. He and all that he had, his sons and his sons' sons, and his sons' daughters and their cattle and their goods which they had gotten in the land of Canaan. Meanwhile in Egypt, Joseph waited patiently. One evening after supper, he was talking to Asnath, his wife. You know, I'm beginning to think my father's never going to come. Of course he's coming, Joseph. It just takes time. It's a long way. Oh, the same, he ought to be here by now. We have a proverb in Egypt. Which says? The impatient man waits twice as long. <laughs> True. I do hope your father will like yeah, me, Joseph. Of course he will. Well, steward, answer the door. Yes, my lord. Joseph! Judah. <laughs> Greetings, Joseph. Oh, Hazareth. Judah, where's father? Rest of them. Father sent me on ahead to tell you he's coming. Oh, steward, hitch the horses to the chariot at once. My father's coming. My father's coming. Then Joseph mounted his chariot and with Judah beside him, raced out of the city to meet his father. 
Towards the middle of the next hour, Reuben and Simeon, who rode in the van of travelers, saw Joseph's chariot approaching in a swirl of dust. Joseph's coming! There's Judah in the chariot beside him! I'll drop back and tell Father. Father, Joseph's coming! Joseph's coming! Well, tell the drivers to stop the wagons! Stop the wagons! The camels! Now, now, help me down, Simeon. Yes, sir. Easy there. Where's my staff? Well, tell the women to keep the children quiet. If only my eyes were stronger. Now I can just make out Judah's face. Is that Joseph beside him? He looks like a king, doesn't he? Oh, Father, I'm so glad to see you. It is you, Joseph. It is you. Oh, you have your mother's eyes. Welcome, Father, to the land of Egypt. Oh, that I should live to see this day. We must thank God. Then Joseph came before Pharaoh and said, Your Majesty, my father and my brethren and their families and all that they have are come out of the land of Canaan. They are welcome, Joseph. It is my wish that they shall dwell in the best of the land in Egypt, even in the land of Goshen. Now, Joseph, bring in your father that I may see him. Your Majesty, this is my father, Jacob. Joseph has told me of your kindness. May the God of my fathers be gracious unto thee and bless thee with the blessings of the heavens above and the blessings of the deep that lieth under. And may all thy days... And Joseph gave his father a possession in the land of Goshen as Pharaoh had commanded. And he nourished his father and his brothers with bread and with the fruit of the land of Egypt that had been stored up during the years of plenty. Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to add these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1 800 634 0234. That's 1 800 634 0234. Now, here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
This is Kim with my daily diary for health class, reporting what I did today to keep myself healthy. Today I ate an apple. Yes, yes, I know. Eating an apple each day doesn't make you healthy. But when I ate that apple, I didn't eat something that would make me unhealthy. I didn't eat candy. I didn't eat something with a lot of fat in it, like a piece of meat or foods made with a bunch of butter or oil. I didn't eat refined foods like white rice or white flour that don't have anything healing in them. So eating an apple is only part of the picture. What I didn't eat is just as important. I also ate a lot of fruits and vegetables. These foods have a ton of healing stuff in them, like vitamins, nutrients, and complex carbohydrates. I learned in class that complex carbohydrates, which are found in whole plant foods, are a lot healthier than simple carbohydrates, like those found in refined foods. So I eat mostly whole foods, like fruits and vegetables, not refined foods that come in cans or packages. How does this make me healthy? Well, many of my friends are kind of fat. Okay, they're very fat. Fat isn't healthy. But because I eat mostly whole foods, I'm not fat. Because I'm not giving my body anything to turn into fat, like all those calories or fatty foods. My body has the foods it needs to stay healthy and nothing more. So when you see me eating an apple, don't just say, hey, Kim is eating an apple. Instead say, hey, look, Kim isn't eating sugary candies or foods with a lot of fat in them. See what I mean? God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, he established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story is Baked Bible. Many years ago, a family in the old world got wind that their home was to be searched that very day by men who hated the Bible. Every Bible they could find would be thrown into a fire and burned. This family owned one Bible which they treasured. The father called his wife and children together for a council. Our Bible must be hidden so that we do not lose it. Who has an idea as to what we might do? One of the older children noticed in the kitchen a pan of bread dough rising. Why not put the Bible inside one of mother's large loaves and bake it in the oven? No one would search for a Bible inside a hot oven. Mother and father nodded. The Bible is called the bread of life, Mother said as she wrapped the precious volume in several thicknesses of clean dish towels and put it inside a large round loaf. About a half hour after the Bible had begun to bake, the searchers arrived. They asked Father, Do you possess a Bible or any part of one on your premises? There is to be a big fire tonight in the market square. Gentlemen, you are at a perfect liberty to search anywhere, in the house, in the barn, in the granary, just anywhere you please. Make yourselves absolutely at home. As they came through the kitchen, they sniffed. Smells like good bread. If the oven were cold, we would surely look there too. No use now. For two hours or more, they searched through drawers, boxes, trunks, under beds, and in beds, but to no avail. 
We must have been misinformed about your having a Bible, they said to Father. We have searched everywhere on your place. Finally, the inspectors left. All danger of losing the Bible had passed for that time. Mother carefully unwrapped the baked Bible and found it absolutely unharmed. Lovingly, this family Bible was passed down from one generation to the next as a testimony to God's care for His Word. Years ago, when copies of the Bible were scarce, Christians read God's book at the risk of losing their property and even their lives. Martyrs were burned at the stake for possessing and sharing the Word of God. Now, when the Bible is a bestseller and copies are cheap, the devil has another trap, neglect. Too well he succeeds in this scheme. A literature evangelist of the American Bible Society was displaying some beautiful Bibles in a home when the lady of the house said, Do you think that I am a heathen, that I don't own a Bible? I'll show you. She brought out a large Bible carefully wrapped in white tissue paper. As she unwrapped her treasure, she didn't think what she was saying, and a remark escaped her. Why, here are my glasses that I've been looking for the past three years. Avoid Satan's trap. Jeremiah wrote, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. We who bear Christ's name, let us love and read his book. The story you've heard today was first published as part of the Vacation Bible School program in the book God's World by the Review and Herald Publishing Association and the General Conference Sabbath School Department. If you are interested in any other products published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Live Talk Radio at livetalk.net.